0: And caught
1: He by It's time for the 5-Minute Major Podcast.
0: What is the uh significance of that name?
1: Now here's your hosts, Matt Mastro Giovanni and Dave Morris. That's
0: what the people care!
1: a five-minute major podcast
0: what took you so long to finally seal the deal my man let's go hey guys
1: how's it going welcome to another episode of five minute major dave here along with my broadcast partner in crime matt master giovanni matt how's it going this evening we are back from our vacation break
0: uh it's going pretty well i'm actually taking a little bit of a mini vacation uh this weekend uh Thursday to Sunday, I'll be in, I guess, Panthers territory. Is Fort Lauderdale closer to Tampa Bay or Sunrise?
1: Fort Lauderdale, I think, is where it's closer to Sunrise. It's like okay. where all the Panthers players live. So you'll be okay. in Panthers country.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, I'll take geography for 200 um, But yeah, I headed down there for a bachelor party for uh, one of my good friends. And going to have some fun and probably sweat my ass off. Um, so, you know the things we do for our friends um yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no i'm really looking forward to uh, just getting away for a, a little bit um I'm sure it's it's not as hefty of a vacation as your honeymoon slash um obx extravaganza dave so it looked like a great time uh with you um and uh brenna and then obviously some of the family and friends as well um and our old pal jake harrison popping the question
1: yeah, yeah. Congratulations to Jacob Hunter Harrison and and my good old cousin Kelsey Green on getting engaged whilst on uh, the the vacation. Uh, listeners of the podcast should be very familiar with with Jake and his body of work through these re- various recordings. Also, a friend of the podcast, Josh Barber was on this vacation as well, mm-hmm. um, a past guest appearance, That's the that's not even the correct verbiage, but who gives a shit at this point. Um, You know, we we went away and a lot a lot happened.
0: Yeah, (laughs) especially in Uh, Flyers land. (laughs) Yeah, we have uh, quite a lot to catch up on, I think. Um, Obviously, since since we've been gone, um, is that that's the pink song, right? Since you've been gone
1: since you've been gone. That's not pink. That's Kelly Clarkson.
0: Oh, you're right. Okay. Rough start for my knowledge today. It's been a it's been a long week already, and it's only Tuesday. I think I've I've already got vacation on the mind.
1: Florida brain.
0: Yeah. Um, but since we've been gone, uh, yeah. I mean, we've had the draft. We've had multiple trades, and we've had free agency, and, and New and, Jerseys, and we've gotten New Jerseys. It's been what three weeks or so.
1: We last recorded. I can tell you in one second, our two hundredth episode—not a big deal—was back on June fifteenth. Wow, that was a, a so month. it's almost been an entire month since our last podcast.
0: Well, um, we gotta shake the rust off with this one, I guess.
1: I mean, it—it it doesn't, you know, the fact that you know that I went away for two weeks and then came back, and then we had Fourth of July week last week. It was like okay.
0: Yeah, the holiday definitely screws things up for a lot of people yeah. in a good way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess we can kind of get started on. We'll, I guess you the know, chronological. We'll just go straight order. into Jersey Watch, I think, Dave. Precisely. Um, I don't even remember the exact date um, at, at this point. Obviously, it you was know. the
1: twentieth. It was on okay. Brenna's birthday.
0: June twentieth. Happy birthday, Brenna! Um, the Flyers for Brenna unveiled new jerseys. Uh, as I like to call it, the new classic, um, with the orange, a little bit of a darker orange. Burnt um, orange is a back. burnt orange. Um
1: the nineties orange.
0: Yes. Uh the Flyers went back in time, back to the future, I guess you could call it. Um <laughs> is the new again, is the new style the Flyers have. I personally am a fan, and I love- um you know, I like the fact that I, I said this on a podcast, what, a couple months ago or so, at least twice, maybe three times, where, you know, it could help this team just in the fact that if they do a rebrand of their look in the smallest way, shape, or form, and, you know, what do they do? They do this, and, you know, they have the new orange home jerseys and the new white road jerseys, with, which look crisp, um, crisp and clean, and then... For some odd reason, they kept the the black alternate jerseys. Um, I will say, you know, I am I am a fan, but I, I realized fans' dismay and also possible frustration that the black jerseys were not changed to those of the early 2000s because mm-hmm. that is one of the Flyers' greatest hits when it comes to jerseys. Um, so I think a, a missed opportunity there, but there's still hope if you want to call it that, where obviously the Flyers and the Devils are playing outdoors at MetLife Stadium in February. So we could see, you know, another back to the future type Jersey where we see something, you know, from the past get, um, you know, modernized, so to speak, where obviously Fanatics is now the new Jersey manufacturer well, for the NHL. still
1: Adidas for one more year.
0: They're not the new manufacturer yet. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, it's exciting. I think again, you know, the littlest things with this team, whether it's been, you know, the hiring of Jonesy, obviously Briere, LeClaire, um, you know, just everything that's happened has been good. Um, if not, I mean, you know, they're, they're trying at least is what they're doing and you have to give them credit where, you know, again, the front office has come together. The jerseys are are new. The look is new. Um, you know, there's, they signed new players, I guess we can get into that before we get into the draft, which is kind of like the, the meat and the potatoes of kind of what's been happening, obviously with the pick that the Flyers had at seventh overall. Um, but you know, the Flyers, they signed, let's see, I mean, we'll, we'll just kind
1: of, we've, I we'd it. start with the Kevin Hayes, Kevin Hayes trade first. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that was, ca- was kind of, it's, it's just real quick. You know, unfortunately the Colorado Avalanche and Nashville Predators, really kind of dicked over the flyers and saying the market Um, or that being said, the Avalanche got Ryan Johansson from the Nashville predators for the rights to Alex Galchenyuk, AKA nothing. Um, There was a bigger deal in place to move both Sanheim and Kevin Hayes to St. Louis for Tory Krug, but Krug um, would not waive his no movement clause to come to Philadelphia Yep. Um. The two teams still worked out a deal, kind of a deal in which left a a sour taste in everyone's mouth right before the draft. The yeah. Flyers sent Kevin Hayes to St. Louis, um, for a sixth-round pick in next year's draft, 2024, and the Flyers retained fi- retained 50% of Hayes's contract. Um, a salary dump. Deal. It was adamant and very clear that Kevin Hayes was never going to play another game for the Philadelphia Flyers, as long as John Tortorella was the head coach of the team. The two did not get along whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, it stinks that this is all you got was a fourth-round pick in next year's draft for your leading scorer this past season and your only all-star.
0: Sixth um, round.
1: Yeah, six round. Sorry, six round pick in 2020. It's the four in 2024 that threw me off there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. It just sucked. It's it's just, you know, I, I get Kevin Hayes is a bit of a polarizing character, and he's fallen out of favor with a lot of Flyers fans. But being of the points he put up last season and the player he is, you would have thought you would have fetched more for him. But he needed to go. So sometimes when players need to go, you kind of take what you can get, and at least they got something.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say I have like any sort of you know sour taste from him. Um, I mean, I think, we
1: we both loved him. I feel like we were both
0: big. Yeah, I mean, us. I was a fan, but like I also understood at the same time that a player like Kevin Hayes, who's never broken seventy-five points in his career, is not going to be your number one center. Um, so we're it's sure like, and he doesn't seem like the type of dude who wants to be here for a rebuild. And there was also the rumblings that obviously him and Torts, you know, fell out of favor with each other as well. And with the stage that the Flyers are going into now finally actually rebuilding, you want guys that are going to be, you know, bought in, so to speak. But even if they aren't, you know, recognize that, you know, they're, they're literally team players where, you know, you're going to be a good veteran presence. You're still going to get your ice time. You're going to, you know, teach the young kids, so to speak, I guess that goes along with vet presence anyway. But um, I mean, most of all have a good relationship with your coach. And if you don't have that, then you know, what is there to have? Um, but yeah, I mean Hayes, again, if he if we still had Giroux, know, Couturier, Atkinson, some bigger names than Kevin Hayes, and it's not it's not like it's no offense to him as a person. It's just again, he's not he's not a number one center. He's yeah, maybe a middle six guy. Um and like you know, it sucks that we got what we got for him, especially, again, he was our leading scorer and our only all-star, but, I mean, the leading scorer on the Flyers doesn't really do much for me nowadays, yeah. either, so, like, the leading scorer on the Flyers is probably, what, the sixth most scoring player on a contender team, maybe, Yeah. Um because as we've talked about before, you know, every team that's you know in the mix for the playoffs at least or even for the Stanley Cup has one, two, if not three guys that are hitting the 100 point mark nowadays. And you know, if you're a team that has a guy that isn't even breaking 70, 80 points, you're not going anywhere. I don't even care if it's my favorite team or if it's, you know, the Penguins who I, you know, I don't like. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, it's it sucks that it happened, you know. It was there was like what two I think there were two days on the Twitter sphere where, you know, everyone was going crazy where it was like, Oh, we've got a monster deal coming out of St. Louis between them and the flyers uh, could involve multiple players, multiple teams, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, it just, it fell apart. Um, cause uh, Krug again, didn't want to waive his no trade clause. Um, I think there was rumblings that the flyers are going to try to flip him back to the Bruins cause he wanted to go back to Boston. Um, but it's just, you know, That stuff happens, I guess. You know, that's kind of like the the crappy part of it. But, um, you know, props to Briere, I guess, for sticking with it, so to speak, and, you know, getting something. But all in all, you know, it's a – unless we get some crazy diamond in the rough in the sixth round of next year's draft, it's like like you said, Dave, it's a salary dump to, you know, get rid of half of Hayes' salary for the time being. Uh, Obviously, you know, Van Riemsdyk's off the books now. He signed with Boston. Um so that frees up, like I mean, a, a good chunk of money as well. But, you know, Hayes, I mean, wish him the best, obviously. But, like, I'm not going to lose sleep over it, so to no. speak. Um, yeah. So, and he, I mean, he seems like he wants to be in St. Louis. Um, so, you know, best of luck to him on his new team.
1: Yeah. And then going from there, before we even got to the draft, the Flyers' regular season schedule was announced. Which I completely went (laughs) went underneath. I completely missed that. I
0: I will be honest. I haven't even looked at the schedule. Um, And I also already got a pre-sale link for tonight, actually. I think it started at 6 o'clock. And, you know, again, I I love this team, but I'm not buying tickets to anything unless I know when the promotions are. I'm going to be honest. At this point, I mean, you know, I'm excited that they've done what they've done this offseason. But, you know... I can, you know, I'm I'm happy to buy tickets on the team website for cheap or, you know, I'm sure they'll be relatively cheap on the secondary market as well. Um, and I think they're kind of, you know, it's not that I don't love the team. It's not that I like I wouldn't want to see them, but like I'm honestly in no rush to go to any games right now, um, you know, unless it's they kind of are still getting the Sixers treatment from me where it's like, oh, the other team is good. Like I'll see <laughs> like Ovi come to town or like McDavid or like, you know. Yeah. um but i haven't you know i've i've barely scratched the surface of the schedule and like you said it kind of just went over my head too
1: yeah uh, i had no idea it was announced until i just saw it literally whilst yeah. we were recording but guess yeah. who they do open up the season against columbus yeah in columbus yep good old ivan Provorov.
0: yeah put down gaudreau for a hat trick and Provorov for let's see to look, like him, to look
1: like him old, to look like his old self
0: yeah put him down for like one and one at least um yeah. So, that's uh, usually how that goes.
1: Yeah, then going from there, then then we finally get to the NHL draft, um, in which, obviously, oh. I feel like every Flyers fan's dream came true. Um, a player who I did not think we would have any hell in a chance in drafting, <laughs> um, in Matej Mitchkoff, who... If if he wasn't Russian, he probably fights with Bedard to go first overall. If he doesn't go first, he definitely goes top three. But he fell to seventh overall for the Philadelphia Flyers, and they drafted the elite goal-scoring left winger who is now playing for SKA, St. Petersburg, and the KHL and is signed to three more years. But this is a player right now who in his first year in the KHL scored at the same pace as Aleksandr Ovechkin. Heard of him? Um but Matej Michkov is going to be a franchise level player for this team. He is one of these steps in the right direction. He could very well be a future captain of this team. He could be the next future 50 goal scorer. You know, I could be getting way ahead of myself here, but um he was one of the best players in the draft and I think he will be just as good as Connor Bedard. I'm I am that all in and that high on Mitchkoff. And I was ecstatic. When I, I was watching a draft with Josh while we were playing pool in the outer banks, and every time he didn't get selected, I, I kind of did a quiet little like yeah, like a fist bump, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then when they announced it seventh overall, and I heard SKA, I was like, I, I let out an audible cheer. <laughs> very very happy very excited um and of course besides Mitchkov, the flyers also made another really good selection 22nd overall they drafted defenseman oliver bonk um we'll just love the kid's name I, I don't think oliver bonk is going to be an elite franchise defenseman but no. he has potential to be a good second pairing right-handed defenseman which who doesn't love those um but you know, he could become something more. But right now, I think like that's where he fits. I really think it was an an overall a well done draft by Danny Briere and company, um, and definitely a good start to a new era of Orange.
0: Yeah, I mean, getting Mitchkov, you know, I mean, it's the first time I think, uh, I guess since, since Nolan Patrick that there's been excitement about you know we don't the we don't
1: need to talk about him.
0: I know. Don't
1: don't, don't do that.
0: That's the last time they had a high pick. Um, Well, one of the highest picks. But, yeah, I mean, getting Mitchkov is a a home run. It's risky, but it's a home run, you know. Um, The kid's got three more years in Russia. And, you know, right when the Flyers are kind of, I feel like, poised to, I guess, burst the bubble into the playoffs, I would say. Or at least, you know, scratch the surface, maybe. You know, the kid's going to come over here. Hopefully, again, I know it's it's a big question, you know, Russia has been Russia's been Russia. Um and, you know, we're you know, Flyers fans are hoping that, you know, it works out. But Mitchkov, I mean, again, we heard him say, you know, he wanted to be on the Flyers. He didn't want to go to the Coyotes, which was hilarious, because the Coyotes picked at six overall before the Flyers. I'm pretty sure
1: um, he told the Coyotes he would not go to them if they drafted him.
0: Yes, yeah. He told them he would never play a game for them. Um, I can't tell, too, if the Coyotes' staff all just look stupid in their maroon suits. <laughs> um, like, at first I was like, oh, you know, it's it's it goes with the team, all that type of stuff. But I was like, they kind of just look like they work at a hotel. They like, look
1: like val- val- valet people.
0: Yeah, exactly. They look like valet people. Um and then, uh, just another side note for the draft too. Tough look by Carey Price, oh, not remembering David Ribecker Montreal drafted. Um, I mean, talk about a deer in headlights. Uh, I don't know if like the GM didn't tell him who they were drafting or if he just blanked because he was in the spotlight. But yikes. Um, but yeah, I mean, dude, Mitchkov, again, uh, like a fine, a high end talent. If you're even in the same conversation as Ovechkin you're gonna be good um and you know he's he's a man playing with men so to speak Russian men who are like you know Russian machine never breaks so to speak um the dude looks like a young Ivan Drago in a good way um like he could probably just you know snap me in half and I'm a pretty big guy um so I don't know. I'm excited. You know, I was the same way with my friends. We texted each other. We were like, Holy hell, they just got Mitchkov. Like he he dropped, so to speak. Like that's who everyone, you know, wanted the flyers to get. And god damn it, Danny Briere got him. Um yeah, I mean so the one thing I will say, I'm not very like, I think again, Bonk is a great name, son of Radic Bonk. Um, I was hoping that we were gonna get Gabe Perot. Um so, had like a hell of a season for the the usa to development team he went 23 to the rangers so it's like oh good i have to hate this kid now um but you know bonk again i understand it's you know it's a right shot defenseman which can be a commodity nowadays in the nhl um but again if he if he has that ceiling where he can be you know a second pairing guy down the road then that's fine um it's just so tough like you know the excitement's there, but then it's like, all right, now we still have to wait three years for Mitchkov. Like, um, he could come over sooner than
1: that. You never know.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, but I don't know about you, but, like, my, patient, my patience just wears thin with this team now where it's just, like, if something doesn't happen, you know, right away, it's just like, all right, like, we're back to kind of – I know we're not at square one anymore, but, like, we kind of are also at square one, like, the right square one. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, I mean, again, it was a great night for the draft. I think it was cool. It's cool to watch the first round. It takes forever though, which is just like, all right, you watch like the first, you know. Obviously, I watched until the the Flyers picked at twenty second. Then I just kind of went on with my night, so to speak, and you know watched it round out for the thirty second overall. Um, and then you know just was like, all right, and you the rounds two through seven. It was just all right. Let's check Twitter to see who they got. Um, and they were the next day. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, hell of a draft by Danny Briere, especially with Michkov and Bonk in there. The, and I mean, two first-round picks by any team like is always a, you know something to to smile at, so to speak. But especially a pick like Michkov, I love it. Um, I don't even and, know Connor. I don't even know who Connor Bedard is at this point because all I'm thinking yeah. about is Mitchkov.
1: Yeah, but, and you, you know, it's a good thing when all the collective like smart hockey minds in the world um, come out and say that this was a home run for the yeah. flyers and Mitchkov. The only people who typically hockey opinion I listen to is Spit and chicklets, and they're the only ones who kind of slandered Mitchkov a little bit and they had no proof to the pudding to yeah, what the things of, they were saying. Uh, yeah, that And they're just a listening way. to the jealous and pissed off coping Montreal Canadiens fans who are putting all this negative press out there on Mitchkov because the, their team didn't draft him. <laughs> So, yeah, I think like it's disappointing it's, a little bit in Chicklets, especially in Biz and Wit. Like they they know to do better, and they just kind of slandered an eight year old kid, without having any actual backed up proof to say it. And they're getting roasted online right now, and rightfully so.
0: Yeah, I think that's you know that's not the right thing to do in my opinion. Obviously, you know I love the spin Chicklets guys. They are really cool. We met them, um, but you know I think with how big they are, especially as a media outlet, I think there's also still that responsibility as journalists. Um, And don't get me wrong, they've gotten scoops in the past, which has been great. And like they, you know, everyone should be entitled to get the first scoop, so to speak, as long as it's accurate. Um, But I think just to kind of go off the the temperature of a fan base being, for lack of better terms, butthurt about some dude, Mm -hmm. it's like, all right, don't bring – don't slander a guy for, you know, because he didn't go to a team that people wanted him to. Like, I'm not going to go all over social media and slander – I mean, I hate the Blackhawks as an organization. So, like, I could slander them, but I'm not going to slander them just because they got Connor Bedard. Or I'm not going to slander Bedard for getting picked by a team. Like, yeah. uh, He's not the dude that Montreal picked that, uh, like, abused a kid. Like, (laughs) if anything, Montreal is the one that's in hot water. Like –
1: not yeah. the player.
0: Um, yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. That's yeah. That's just BS. But, no, I mean, again, overall, draft night was a great night. Um, a lot of great players picked. not just on the flyers, just in general. I mean, I think, you know, it's always exciting to see the future of the NHL, especially nowadays with so many players, you know, being developed at such an early age and coming either right into the league or, you know, in for a playoff run or just, you know, having their moment, so to speak. It's obviously what these kids dream of since they're little um, and their parents, their family, their friends, you know, work as hard as they can to get them there. So congratulations to all the draft picks and uh, Dave, what do you say we move on to free agency?
1: Yeah. Before we move on free agency, there was one other point I wanted to address. That I'm sure Matt, you will go, aha, yes. Um, but thus, right after the draft de- developmental camp took place and yes. there was a whole big kerfuffle. Kerfuffle is a you know a very pronounced, definite English word there. Um, in regards to Cutter Gauthier and his absence at developmental camp this summer, there is, it really is also this whole thing, as said on the Stoey the Goalie podcast, is a big nothing burger. Um, the entire reason why Cutter Gauthier did not come to developmental camp this summer is because, first off, he attended last season's developmental camp. Mm -hmm. And per NCAA rules, a college NCAA athlete can only attend one one developmental camp on the dime of the pro team that drafted them. If he were to attend this developmental camp, everything would be on his dime, his travel, his room and board, his food, his clothing, literally everything. And let's be frank, Cutter Gauthier probably could swing that with his agent. You know, they, they could have made it work, but also the kids played a lot of hockey. You know, he mm-hmm. played a full year at BC. He represented the United States, both at the world juniors and the world championships. And he's also taking summer classes at Boston college.
0: I was going to say, he's also a college student
1: precisely. And it was, you know, Danny Briere very much is learning on the go still as a general manager. So when he came out and said that Cutter Gauthier denied the invitation, clearly Briere was not in the know, and thus since then things have changed. Um, but I am glad that all the major beat writers went out there and said, "Hey, listen, Flyers fans, don't panic about this." Mm-hmm. Even though I still seeing, I still am seeing some panic from some people on the Twitter.com in regards to this. But if you're listening to this podcast and you're listening to Matt and I speak be calm. There's no reason to panic. Cutter Gauthier, based off all of his past quotes, is very excited to be a Philadelphia Flyer, and in fact, I heard, I believe it was actually on Snow the goalie, that he tried to turn pro after last season, and the Flyer said, no, we want you to play one more year at BC. So, the the kid kid is going to be here probably come the springtime, when his college season's over at BC, whenever that is, whether that's next February or March. Mm -hmm. So, Everyone relax, pump the brakes. Cutter Gautier will be here. He did not attend this developmental camp due to dumb NCAA rules. But with that, Mastro, now we can go on to the Flyers' recent
0: free agent signings. And I have to find them, first of all, as well. Um, uh, I can hold on. So I'm right. pretty
1: sure I have it. Oh, I got the first one up.
0: Uh, Ryan Paling.
1: Yep. Ryan Paling to a one year, $1. $1.4 million contract. You know, let, let's just go through all these kind of in a row and we give our thoughts on them. Rhett Gardner, a two year, two way deal worth $775. Uh, I believe he's also a forward. Yes. Um, then they signed fourth line winger, who we should all be familiar with, Garden Hathaway, yep. to a two year, 2 dollars a ma- 375 million dollar deal um and then after that they've signed a veteran defenseman mark Stahl, to a one-year 1.1 $1. $1 million dollar contract and i believe those are all the free agent signings the team has made
0: oh and um, victor Mete, signed, yeah victor Mete. um yeah i mean just to kind of sum up the the free agency for the Flyers, I think, it, you know, it was uneventful in a good way. Um, I don't think that, you know, they hmm, – I will say that these these are all guys who are good team guys, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Mark Stahl obviously has over 1,000 games experience.
1: Played Gardner, for torts.
0: Pat, what's up? Played for torts yep. with the Rangers. Yeah. Um, you know, Mete is a, a good, you know, depth guy. Uh, He'll probably be with the yeah. Um, Ryan Paling has been, you know, decent. Um, so, I mean, good signings, I think. You know, nothing that got me saying like, whoa, or anything like that. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm not expecting big things from this team anyway. Um, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, again, we're, we're in a, a, the stage that we should have been in, you know, five years ago. Um, but you know to see it kind of happening, so to speak, and you know moving along as best it can in the off season when there's not a lot going on, um, you know I'm I'm okay with it. I'm here for it, as they say, and you know I think again, like I said earlier tonight, we're for a rebuild. You need guys that are going to be bought in, and you know they're going to realize that you know they're I I guess most likely not going to re- raise Lord Stanley. Um, and you know they they're just kind of here to be you know mentors to the younger players to get more games under their belts personally um and you know just again be be good for the culture so to speak um so i think these are all guys that can do that for the flyers and um you know i'm again it's it's not much to write home about but it's you know it's the right thing to do at this point where these are you know i'm not expecting them to be contenders no one is which is fine especially not right now, but, you know, you got to start somewhere, and they're doing it, I think, is the most important part. So, um, you know, good, solid signings of good guys that have been in the league for, you know, a good amount of time, and if anything, again, they they teach the young guys, they, you know, they throw the body around just to kind of, you know, protect them and their teammates, and hell, just, you know, make Philadelphia somewhat proud of its hockey team again.
1: Yeah. I, I do like the Mark Sa signing, even though he's not the best defenseman anymore. He'll he's definitely is a third pairing veteran guy. Um, yeah. but he is a player who obviously the Flyers will not be contending for the playoffs this season. If they are holy crap, I have that hell will be frozen over. Um but he will be a player that contending teams will call up for. And one point one million dollars is not a whole lot to move off the books. Come the trade deadline, and you could easily get a fourth or fifth round pick, maybe even a third round pick, depending on the team for a player like Mark Stahl. So that's a, that's a good, nice depth signing there. Ideally I would have Nick Sealer play over him, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, but I really do like the garden Hathaway signing. The garden Hathaway is a pain in the ass to play against. We saw it with Washington. We saw it with Boston. He, he actually drives play analytically very well. Um, He scores an odd bunch of goals here and there, and he also can beat the piss out of opponents. And with the Flyers icing a young team next year, probably with a lot of kids, they're going to need some veterans in the lineup to protect them a little bit. And adding in Garnet Hathaway with Nick Delaurier is definitely going to, you know...
0: Liven things up.
1: Exactly. And it's also going to, you know, keep other teams on their edge. Like, we're not going to be able to go out here and run these kids around because yeah. if not, we've got Nick DeLore and Garnet Hathaway coming at our throats.
0: See, I just I just got that like that good feeling where it was like, I just can't wait to see Nick DeLore possibly fight two guys again on his way to <laughs> the penalty box. Like those are the moments, you know, I'm I'm excited for that type of stuff. And I know, again, it's it's a lot less of a physical game now than it has been. But it's you got to get some aspect of old time hockey in there still. And like you said, yeah. Dave, these are guys that are gonna you know take no shit from anyone, so to speak. Excuse my language, but you know that's how it is. Um, and I think that's the right thing to do. Like you said, with you know playing a lot of young kids who still have their whole career ahead of them. So um, you know it's just about being there for one another and you know being the, being there for your teammates. I mean, hell, we've seen we saw Farabee scrap at points last last season cam york kates like i mean didn't
1: farabee fight alex to break it
0: to uh to, tippet i was gonna say toe and pippet somehow um the, his, al, his alter ego um owen Tippett. i think i mean i'm excited for Tippett to play again too i mean he was you know aside from connecting i think he was our best player last year
1: you know i'm excited to have sean gatoria and cam axon healthy and back in the lineup
0: yeah i don't know that, that's huge here. I don't know if they're out there with Ryan Ellis and Bigfoot somewhere.
1: No, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it is noted that they will both be back next season, and hopefully, I mean, granted, they're they're probably not players that are going to be around for the entirety of this rebuild. So, one, you hope they come back healthy, and two, start producing to get their trade value back up, because yeah. oh, last year tanked whatever value they had, and you know maybe Coot sticks around, but you know if Sean Gatoria can get back to being a really good defensive number one center. If you're in a rebuild, you can fetch a whole lot of assets for that.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, but, you know, I think... This is probably a stretch, but um, I was going to say, speaking of assets, I guess you could technically say that because they are players, and every player can be an asset. Um, yeah. The Flyers did sign some of their RFAs Yes. contracts. Uh, that in the that last- being... In the last few days, um, mm-hmm. mainly being Cam York, obviously you know cornerstone of the Flyers prospect pipeline, perhaps their you know defenseman with the most upside that they have at this point in their system. Um, so I mean you know it's important to sign him. They signed him to a two-year deal uh, with a 1.6 million AAV. Uh, they also signed forward Noah Cates to a two-year deal worth 5.25 billion dollars with a 2.625 million dollar AAV. Uh, they also signed goaltender Alexei Kolosov, Kolosov, Kolosov um, to a three-year entry-level deal. Um, he Which will begin like, next season. Yeah. Um, Not this
1: one upcoming, the following season.
0: Yes. Um, and then... Uh, Ronnie Adder. Ronnie Adder, That's the other one I was looking for. Um, he
1: was signed to a two-year, two-way, two-way one-way, one-way.
0: $1.7 million contract. Um, within Two eight hundred fifty thousand dollar. I don't even know, yeah. But um, no, I mean these are all guys that we saw last season play for the Flyers and except for you Kolasov. Know, yes. Um, but you know, let the kids play, as they say. And I'm, I'm all, I'm, let the kids play, and I'm okay. Uh, I'm yeah. Like Dr. Seuss. Um. So, oh, was Dr. Seuss canceled?
1: I feel like Dr. Seuss was his fictional name. So I feel like you would cancel the person, not the actual fictitious name, because his some of the books yeah, is pen name. Because some of the books, you know, absolute fire.
0: I think some of the books weren't they racist, though. I mean, we're getting off on a tangent. <laughs> yeah, but, like, OK, let's well, focus on the Grinch. All right. How can we relate man. the flyers to Dr. I'll walk Seuss it in the pocket. and then racism? Um,
1: One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish.
0: No. Green eggs and ham, the classics. Yeah, Dr. Seuss does have some bangers. Um, But, yeah, so great, you know, great contracts for these young players. You know, these are kind of, I guess, at this point, you know, for some of these guys' prove-it deals, so to speak, Um, where, you know, you want to, you know, if you want to stick with the team down the road, you got to literally prove it, you know, play your ass off and, you know, contribute. So, um, you know, once again, it's, it's exciting to see, talent that's already here, stay here because, you know, as best you can, you want to develop them into true NHL players.
1: Yeah, and the Flyers also, you know, I, I like the the York deal. It's a nice bridge deal. I really like the Cates again bridge deal, Noah Cates. Looking like a very young Sean Guterrier. If he can become a elite defensive-minded center, love that. Um, but I'm also really excited about the Alexi an entry-level contract. You know, the whole uh, Ivan... Fedodov situation is still up in the air. Um, the NHL is saying that he has a valid contract with the Flyers. Um, the the KHL is saying he has a valid contract with his team over in the KHL. So who knows who knows what's go- who knows what's going to happen there. But arguably the Flyers' next top goalie prospect over in Russia right now is Kolosov, um, who's been playing very well for Dynamo Minsk. He'll get one more year over in the KHL before he does come over and probably with the Phantoms. But this is another goalie, you know, who's up there with the likes of Sam Harrison and Carter Hart, where if things shake out the way they go, he could be a very key pure, very key piece, to the, the future of this rebuild. And mm-hmm. I'm glad they got him under a, a three year contract. So, um, mm-hmm. we'll be paying attention a little bit more to the KHL to see how Kolosov does next year. He, he is actually Belarusian as well. um, but I'm excited to see him eventually come over here because I'm well disappointed with the with the Fedotov situation. You know, Kalasov is still a young kid. He's 21, whereas Fedotov is 26. So very excited about that move. Um, but all in all, you know, really, besides the Kevin Hayes trade and Tony D'Angelo still not being traded, even though it was supposedly already going to happen, but it hasn't happened yet. Danny Breer and Keith Jones—they're off to one hell of an off season.
0: Yeah, um, it's you know I, I guess it's exciting to a degree, but it's also again I think we have to reel it in at points, you know, knowing what's going to happen, so to speak. Um, we're not in—we're not out of the woods by any means yet. Obviously, you know, we've just kind of begun this process of you know rebuilding and this new era of Orange. Um, over the past, what, month and a half, not even yeah. now. <laughs> um, so, you know, as they say, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll and the Flyers have just started what, to learn. What, what a film. Yeah. Uh, the Flyers have just started to learn how to play guitar. Um, so, you know, they've got a long way to go, but, you know, again, if <laughs> it's just, you know, you look back and you're like, why couldn't this happen five years ago? All that type of stuff. But, you, you know, all you can say to yourself now is that it's happening. And to some degree, you know, just embrace it. I think yeah. you can't, you know, after all this, especially on Flyers Twitter, obviously that's a very, you know, I guess subgroup of fans. Um, but, you know, you can't just, it can't always be doom and gloom. You got to have something to look yeah. forward to. Um,
1: and I think to your point there, Matt, the fact that with how packed developmental camp was for the scrimmage earlier this week yep. shows that the the fan base is reengaged with what briere
0: and jonesy are doing yeah i think again too like that's what kind of like i mean with other circumstances as well like i haven't been on twitter as much but it's like that's what kind of you know turns me off to a lot of the stuff with i think sports in general But especially the Flyers, because it's obviously a team that we both love. But it's like just seeing that constant like, oh, this team does this, this team, this team. It's like, okay, like we get it. Like, just stop being so miserable and, you know, give them an ounce or a shred of credit for trying. Like, because it's like, again, you go back to when we had the he who shall not be named and another guy who shouldn't be named um those guys before the current regime dim guys like, you know they weren't even trying again they lied I mean, or
1: they were and just were doing a very bad
0: job i, I, I mean think they is lied to us and they just you know they didn't they flat out didn't know how to do their job or were too scared to do their job um so it's like you know to for a fan base to you know not even back a team when they're actually you know trying to quote unquote make amends and you know move forward so to speak i think that's just a cop out on the fancy where you know this whole sell the team thing and like protests like i think that's it's it's past time to you know to to do any of that at this point because if you if you really were invested in this team you know you'd want to believe in them and you'd want to believe that you know Everything that the new regime is saying, everything that they're striving for and they're working towards is, you know, is doable. And they're going to, you know, they I'm sorry if I'm drinking the Kool-Aid here, but I I believe in them. And I think that they're going to bring this franchise and this organization, you know, back into the light, so to speak. And I mean, Jonesy, again, he's, he was on WIP for a long time on the morning show. He's obviously he was on NBC Sports, but it's like. Everyone has been like everyone in the hockey world that he's colleagues with has been backing him, like saying, you know how good he of, of a good like uh, how good of a job he can do. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, but also, you know, Briere, Leclaire, and Jones he said, he out outside it. he's like, we're gonna put hockey back on the map in Philadelphia. and, and
1: it, it it's huge too that Mitchkov wanted to come here. like yeah. the flyers met with him. They literally snuck him in. To Philadelphia, they closed the skates and where he's down. And they met with him enough, twice in Philly and then once in Nashville. And Dan Hilford, he sat in one of those meetings. You know, a top, arguably the second most skilled overall player in the draft, told other NHL teams, I'm not going to go to you. I'm going to Philadelphia. Like that, that's huge. That's like back when free agents chose the Flyers.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, again, I'll, I'll, step I'll, direction. I'll end my soapbox speech by saying that, you know, hockey's coming back in Philadelphia. And if you can't see past your own miserableness because, you know, it's a, it's a stick or it's your thing to constantly bash the team, then that's fine. But, you know, be real with yourself to a degree. And yes, this team isn't going to be a Stanley Cup contender for years to come. But, you know, you can't sit there behind your phone or behind your keyboard and keep playing, you know, woe is me, like, I'm a Flyers fan, let's get the bags on. Like, we're past those days now, I no, think. No, we're
1: past that. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm proud to be a Flyers fan again. Yeah. Because they, they finally, there's a path, there's a direction.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, again... I, you know, I, I fed into it at points, you know, just to stir the pot because I thought it was funny most of all. But, um and, you know, Twitter, you get the clout, so to speak. Everyone wants to become Twitter famous for their 15 seconds of fame. Um, besides you getting roasted by the social media team that
1: one time. That was pretty <laughs> Hey, funny. the social media team's in some hot water right now.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, hot mic. uh So, but I don't know. Like, stop being so mad. Me- like, stop being so sad. Like, we're... You know, you can worry, but at least try to be happy because that's the the team is trying now. And the team again, like you said, Dave, we have a vision, they have a path. Um, as Dutch in Red Dead Redemption said, we have a plan. Um and, you know, let them do it. Like let things unfold. Like nothing's gonna happen in the next twenty four hours where it's gonna turn the it's gonna magically make us into Stanley Cup champions or contenders like You've seen it. You've seen other teams go through this. The Flyers, again, they they effed up along the way multiple times, but you know, it's not about the falling down. It's about the staying down. And you know, that's. I mean, if that ain't the Philly attitude, I don't know what is. Yeah, and
1: you know, the Rangers did this just a couple years ago, and the Flyers. You never know. Could end up. You know, it, it takes as easy as signing. You know, hitting hitting properly in the draft getting top free agents and getting a hot goalie. And all of a sudden you're the New York Rangers who are now a contender again Yep. after claiming to rebuild just three years ago. And now they're right in the mix of things. So things can like, finally uh, look, we we can breathe and go, you know what? We're good. Like we're, we're going to stink. The Flyers should be a bad hockey team next year, but yeah. they're going to stink and we're expecting it it's not them being bad and us going why are they bad they should be good no they are bad and they should be bad but that's fine because being bad for now we'll get the draft next year is just as deep supposedly but even with with more uh, more of an emphasis on defensemen um so you know all aboard
0: yeah like, yeah i mean i think tyrion lannister said it in game of thrones where if you take your insecurities or shortcomings, something along those lines, and you wear them at like a badge of honor or armor, then the world cannot hurt you. And that's, I think, the mentality that Flyers fans should embrace, where, you know, embrace the fact that we are going to be bad. Embrace the fact that we are rebuilding. But also, you know, no one can tell us that we're bad because we know we're bad. And. We also know that, you know, our organization is finally doing what it needs to do to make us not bad anymore. And I know that's not grammatically perfect, but you get what I'm saying.
1: Pre- um, precisely. It's like, it's like it's a men's just, league when a guy chirps me and says that I'm fat. I go, well, no shit. Why do sure. you think I'm playing hockey?
0: Um, but, you know, embrace, you know, if I have to dumb it down to three words, embrace the suck. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and like I mean, I'll you know I'll I'll do the Terrell Owens speech where he's like instead of going you know that's my quarterback, I'll be like this is my hockey team. Like yeah. Oh. So you it, know we
1: we have hitched our wagon to this team. I you know, I have literally bled for this team. Em, embrace the new era of orange. That's all I'll say. And you know what? I'm about to buy a jersey. Put it's it probably on a not t-shirt. gonna happen right now, but I'm. The New Jerseys are too nice to not own one.
0: I can't believe this team is gonna make me spend more money.
1: It's I don't know who I'd get on it. Maybe maybe it's a blank, but it's 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 too nice to not own one.
0: I'll just get a Giroux one again. Screw it. <laughs> Throw the C on there. Yeah. Oh, but man. um, with that, Dave, I think we've gone on enough. We we've gone for forty-eight minutes and tangents for the night. Um. As we've said before, we are on our summer schedule, so we will be back in two weeks. Um, and we will see what comes of two weeks, news wise, where, um, you know, if, there, if there's, you know, not much going on in the hockey world or with the Flyers, it'll be, you know, fun with Matt and Dave, where we, you know, we bring an activity out of the bag, so to speak. And, you know, everyone who's listening gets to spend another one of their fun evenings with us talking back and forth agreeing on things and talking about any other random topics that might pop up along the way
1: and you never know it could be from talking about hockey to school of rock to game of thrones just like what happened this evening anything's possible
0: pop culture you know pop culture gets the people going it
1: it it really
0: does so um here i can do you know i can do a little bit of a, a different ending to tonight instead of around the league i will go uh we'll go around hollywood um I saw the latest Indiana Jones movie on Sunday night, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Oh, what, was it good? I will say I enjoyed it. Um, I thought, you know, I, I will say that the, the compelling factor for me to see it was the fact that I was, I guess with the exception of Crystal Skull, um, I was not alive to see any of the original three in theaters. When did they all come out? Well, definitely uh, not the first two. I think they were in the 80s. They were, like, right around the same time as Star Wars. Um,
1: it was, like, peak Harrison Ford because Spielberg and George Lucas did the
0: first three Indiana Jones yeah. movies. So, um, but no, my I will give it, let's say, I would give it a three and a half stars out of five. Um, Ooh, okay. I think, you know, it's very, it's, you know, great references to the originals um the 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 de-aging of harrison ford i i enjoyed um it didn't look you know fake or like he was kind of you know wearing a mask or something like that um i think disney does a great job with that cgi wise um good action i think um a little bit puffy with all the different characters um but you know other than that i mean it's a great you know indiana jones is all about you know action adventure suspending belief to some degree um he fights the Nazis one last time, which, you know, is always good when the Nazis lose. So Can't confirm. You know, um, yeah, I love it. So it was great to, you know, get to the theater for a night. And um, I think next on my list is definitely Oppenheimer. And yes. not a shame to say that I will probably see the Barbie movie as well. Um, I mean, Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, Dua Lipa. Um, oh, what's the guy's name from Shang-Chi? I'm blanking on the actor's name him um <laughs> a great yeah. a great cast rocket cast but, um but also i mean oppenheimer is gonna legit blow people away i think i'm so excited um but yeah maybe maybe that'll be our summer thing we'll we'll do a movie review every so often when we don't have much else to talk about
1: yeah, I mean, my daily dose of pop culture right now is brad and i just finished we watched all six jurassic park movies in a row There you go. And it also led me to purchase the books by Michael Crichton, Jurassic Park and The Lost World, which the whole franchise is based upon. So I'm currently reading Jurassic Park. And let me tell you, right now it is phenomenal. And it's interesting to see there are parts that happened in the second movie that actually took place in the first book. Mm. But it is... I I am not a big reader, Matt. You know this. I am usually a visual consumer of my entertainment, whether it be movies or video games or podcasts. Yes. But when I read a book, I have to be really into it and want to want to engage in that form mm-hmm. of media. So, so far, it's a fantastic novel. I get the hype around it, and uh, I'm glad it helped extend one of my favorite movie franchises.
0: There you go. And but, that was your weekly edition of Five Minute Movies. Exactly, precisely. But with that, we're a movie. We're a movie podcast now. uh, We're ending the note there. The the
1: Phillies. What what else can we do? Uh, The The MLB's on their All Star break. The Phillies are currently right out of the playoffs, but they're almost right there. Um, They're doing pretty good. Eagles starting like a month. You know, we're getting there. It's it's already the middle of July, so.
0: I can't believe it's already the middle of July. It's crazy,
1: but on that note, before we ramble to on, Matt, like you did mention, we will be back in about two weeks or so, and uh, we'll see what goes on in the hockey world at that time. Like, like you mentioned, Matt, we could have a podcast where we find something fun to talk about. There could be some news, or there could not be. You'll just have to wait and see. But with that, everyone, good night, enjoy your time off, and we'll see you in two weeks.